Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. The Missouri Breaks was the movie with Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando. Oh, there we go. There we go. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to that show. To this show. This show, that is. <laughs> because that is a spoiler. Fair enough. It certainly is. Now, Maddie D and I just saw Old. It's a movie we predicted about two years ago. And now we're coming back to see how well we did with predicting it all those years ago. How well do you think you did, Maddie D? How well did we do together? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not well. That's what I think. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, we I guess this is what this show is, right? To it certainly is. delve into how well we did. It certainly is. Now, I think it's important to point out at the top that this isn't necessarily a review of the movie old, so we're not going to go over the actual plot of the movie beat by beat. I think that's impossible to do, given what we predicted would happen in the movie. So, if you haven't seen the movie yet and you really want to, please see that first. And if you haven't listened to our original prediction of old that we did, like I said, back in 2021... Please listen to that first as well, because this is very much sort of like a counterpoint to that episode. It's a companion episode for that piece. So, I think you'll miss out on a few things if you don't listen to that episode or if you haven't listened to it already. So, please listen to that first. We'll be waiting, but we won't wait too long because otherwise we'll die. Yeah, we'll, we'll grow old. Yeah, every half hour we wait. And that episode might take you about an hour. So, we'll be two years older <laughs> by the time you come back. Doesn't seem like that much time. I think you could spend eight hours on the beach and not really be that affected. That's only four years. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> so, I don't know why people are aging so rapidly, but, you know, we'll get into it. Well, the we'll math, get into it. I don't know if the math added up all We'll the talk time. about it. We, uh, it's actually one of my points. <laughs> <laughs> so, Manny D, how much do you think Old made in the worldwide box office when it came out all the way back in 2021, as I've said three times now? Look, I remember hearing about this movie not doing well. So Interesting. Uh, uh, could I know the budget for it? The budget is $18 million, which is a relatively small budget. That is a small budget, and it makes sense. Relatively small. It looks like it would fit that budget. Just for comparison, just so you know, Split had a $9 million budget. So, this is twice the budget that Split Mm. had. And Split made $290 million in the box office. Mm. Okay. Look, I think it would have made about $25 million. $25 million. Okay. So, not a profit. Okay. Well, it actually made $90 million, so that means it did actually pretty well. So, I don't know what information there you're you hearing, Lady really. I'll tell you what, though. This was the lowest box office that M. Night Shyamalan had since Lady in the Water, which made $75 million. And at that point, that was his lowest since his sort of like independent filmmaking career. But he usually makes like $300 million in the box office, typically. Okay. But this was his lowest since Lady in the Water, which was considered his first ever failure. Yeah. But this isn't necessarily a failure because, like I said, $18 million, they made $90 million. Not a bad payday. It's not $300 million, no, though. No, no. So, people actually went out and watched this movie. Yeah. That really shocks me. It had a lot of viral buzz. People were hearing about the premise and being like, right. wow, that's a that's a crazy high concept premise. I want to go see that movie. I guess not realizing that it was M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> but soon as the, the scariest part in the movie is when his name pops up during the opening <laughs> credits, I've got to say. That so. shuttle bus scene, man, it's terrifying. Yeah. Anyway, so this was an episode, this was one of those one-off episodes we did where we actually predicted what was going to happen in the movie together. So, Matty D, could you please, for anyone who might not be familiar, please explain how our point system works in this circumstance. So, for such an incredibly complex movie mm. like this, we decided to work together to put our brains together to sort of predict this. We both had no idea. We, yes, and it becomes very clear that both <laughs> of us had no idea together. So, I've had a look at everything we got wrong with our prediction. Yep. And you've had a look at everything we've gotten right, and we've both yep. tallied those up, and I guess we're going to see where the scales tip, whether we're yeah. more right and we're wrong, or vice versa. We're going to create the perfect ratio of right to wrong. And as you said, depending on which way the scales lean, we'll know uh, if we're more right or wrong. 
So, I think uh, something that I noticed when listening back to that original episode was that the names we were given did change. Yeah, there from, was no uh, dude. Yeah, there was no dude. Well, we did point out in that original episode that they had changed it to Guy. The day of the recording, they changed his uh, name to Guy, which it was actually Guy Kappa in the actual movie. Now, we also said that Guy's wife was named Priscilla. Her name is actually Prisca in the movie. Oh, is it Prisca, is it? Yeah, or they just call her Pris. Oh, okay. So, she's not Priscilla at all. It's Prisca, which is, uh, you know, probably just as unique as Guy Maddox. <laughs> Trent's pretty standard, but you know. Yeah. So, we also thought that the character of Crystal, who was the, the mother in the other family, Family B, as we called it, we thought her name was Lisa, but it's actually Crystal. Yeah. So, whenever we mentioned Lisa in that original episode, we are talking about Crystal. We only mentioned her twice, so we don't really have to worry about that. Now, we also, interestingly enough, we thought that there was a character called Kevin. So, we thought that the black guy in the movie's name was Kevin. His actual name is Mid-Sar <laughs> He had a way better name than Kevin. And his real name was Brendan. I just want to point that out. He mentions that once in oh, the movie. Oh, did he? I missed that. Yeah, okay. Were you watching the movie? Uh, trying not to. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. You were half watching the movie. But yeah, for the most part, they just call him Mid-Sar Sedan. <laughs> with a completely straight face, too. I don't know how you could go through a whole movie calling someone Mid-Sar Sedan. Like, that's what rappers call themselves. How many writers... Came up with this idea. Just one. Just one. Just one. What incredible. I actually like the name. I know you hate it, but I-, I, I it <laughs> What do you like about it? How ridiculous it is. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, you like it as in like you like to laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't like the fact that he was name was actually Mid-Size Sedan and one of the characters actually with a straight face said, should I call him Mr. Sedan? <laughs> That was funny. Maybe that was supposed to be a joke. Look, you got you got to draw some joy in this movie somewhere, and that yeah, was my so. joy. Fair enough. Now we also thought there was going to be two other characters called Susan and Josh. We didn't know where they fit into the movie. We thought they might be at the resort, or maybe they were elsewhere. But the characters who the actors who we said were playing both Susan and Josh ended up playing the adult, the middle aged version of both Maddox and Trent. Yes, I, I go so into we were that really, a little bit. We were bit, thrown off there. Yeah, you're right. Now, shall we get straight into how well we did mm-hmm. or how poorly we did? Let's do it. How we did is basically what I should say. <laughs> so, uh, I covered everything that we got right, as you already kindly pointed out earlier. So, it's only fair that I think that we cover everything that we got correct because that was what we actually saw in the movie. And then afterwards, we'll go into the little things, a couple of things here and there that we might have got wrong. <laughs> sure. So, we started off by talking about what we thought the overall themes of the movie would be. And we said that the themes of the movie would include the overall message being life is too short and taking life, family and childhood for granted and the anxiety and inevitability of family members getting old and dying and our lack of control over aging. I'd say that's all pretty much 100% correct. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's the whole movie in a nutshell. I think disease and illness sort of has to be crowbarred in there, but like that was loosely. That was very unnecessary. It was to loose, do. loosely inserted in there. That's something that we had no idea about going into the movie. The fact that that was a uh, that was a a factor in the movie at all. Again, like I said, an unnecessary factor, if you ask me. But yeah. we'll we'll talk about our thoughts on the movie a but little it was bit like, later. Yeah, it was about the circle of life. That's what I took away from it. The wheel of fortune. Yes, the wheel <laughs> of fortune is what yes. lo- was. The wheel of fortune is what old was about. Something I kept stressing over and over again, and this is something you kept fighting me on, was that I said, and we eventually settled on this, I said that the powers of the beach would never be explained. Yeah, and that's true. And that's true. The powers of the beach are never, ever explained. What they use the beach for and how the resort works is a different story, but we'll get into that a little bit later. M. Knight did tell me it was the water, though, but that's a secret only I know. (laughs) When did he tell you that? Uh, we we hang out sometimes. Okay. You went on a road trip this weekend, so were you with M. Night Shyamalan yeah, the whole with, time? Yeah, I was with M. Night. That's quite a coincidence. Did you tell him, like, hey, it's so weird we're doing an episode about your last, well, your second last movie? I give him notes, week. Kieran. Oh. He comes to me, I'm like, look, buddy, 
What was this? That's probably why Knock at the Cabin was better. Because <laughs> he heard your notes. It's like, cast Dave Batista in something. Yes. <laughs> oh, it makes so much sense now. And Ron Weasley. <laughs> yep. Now, we also said that the aging will never be consistent throughout the movie. That's true. <laughs> Some characters don't age at all. Yes. Which doesn't make any sense to me. We'll talk about it a little bit later. We said that Family A, who is the Kappa family, will be the heart and the focus of the movie, but overall the movie will be an ensemble piece. That's exactly correct. We spend the most time with the Kappa family, or Family A, as we'll call them in this episode. And yeah, it is very much an ensemble piece. We don't really focus on, we'll focus on as many characters as possible, while sidelining a couple. We said that the two children, Maddox and Trent, would largely drive the movie. That's true. Yeah, that's true. They end up being being the protagonists throughout most of it. We said that Trent and Maddox are best friends and stick together throughout the entire movie. That's true. true again, more or less. Except for when uh, Trent is, you know, making babies. <laughs> They're not sticking around. They're not sticking together then. He needs a little privacy. <laughs> now, we said that the movie will open on the beach where we see a young woman skinny dipping. That's actually true. It is true. We see that. And that was something you saw in the graphic novel, right? That's right. That was something straight from the graphic novel. One of the few things that carried over from the graphic novel to that the movie. That graphic novel did not help us. No, it did not. Now, it did help us a fair amount, I want to say. Like, I think we got like maybe 50% of the plot from the graphic novel, which we wouldn't have had otherwise. But there were so many things in that graphic novel that didn't turn out in the movie, didn't pan out. And yeah, I think it was mainly my fault, but at least we had a foundation from that. Because otherwise we would have been talking about like, oh, it's purgatory. It's all a dream and stupid (laughs) stuff like that. There was a lot of times we were almost close to the plot of the movie and the graphic novel steered us in the other direction. Like when? I suppose the Uh, ending is the the main thing. Yeah, I'll go into it. Aside from that, I think everything else was pretty close. Yeah. Okay, I guess you'll discuss it when we talk about what we got wrong. Now, we said that the girl would end up dying. We don't actually see how, but she does die in the movie. Everything else we said about her was wrong. Uh, Which girl are we talking about? The the girl at the beach who's skinny dipping. The skinny dipping girl, that's true. If I knew what her name was, I'd call her by name. (laughs) Now, we said that family A will meet family B at the resort and they travel to the beach together. Yes. That's true. That happens. And we said that family B has a grandmother along with them. They do. Uh, that's true. Now, mind you, we said that uh, she'd be played by M. Beth Davids. And I go into that, so don't worry. That's not true, but yeah, we'll get into that. Now, we said that M. Night Shyamalan would be, he would have his cameo in the movie as the shuttle bus driver. That was the best prediction in that whole episode. Yeah. And we just pulled that out of nowhere. We yeah. had no idea that we was going like, to be the case. We were like, oh, he needs a cameo. Oh, let's make him the shuttle bus driver. It was perfect. And that's exactly what he was. Yes. That's what we do this show for, those kind of predictions. Now, we said that we wouldn't see anyone physically age on screen. It's not like the the process is fast enough that we'll see people physically grow taller and change. Not like an Indiana Jones style thing. No, like uh, Last Crusade. No. Now, I think this is fairly obvious because we knew that the aging was going to be a gradual process, but it is still true. And they might have thrown a curveball at us at some point in the movie. Yeah. We said that the character development... I really like this point. I really do like this point. We said that the character development, this was you specifically as well, of the movie would consist of the characters just stating their names and occupations. (laughs) That's exactly what they do in the movie. Trent does that to every other character, right? Yeah, he walks around and goes, what's your name and occupation? The weirdest thing. I've never heard a child or seen a child do that in my life. But even outside of that, the characters were still, when we were introduced to them, they would just state their name and occupation. Do you remember when uh, Patricia... The, the black woman is having a seizure. Yeah. And then, like, the, the doctor character, I'm a Charles. Doctor. I'm also a doctor. <laughs> and, uh, no, well, Jaron comes over and goes, my name is Jaron. I'm a nurse. 
<laughs> My name is Charles. I'm a doctor. And then at one point in the movie, mid-sized sedan, he's walking down the beach and then he turns to somebody and goes, My name is Brendan. I used to work in accounting. My father was a dentist. I just wanted to tell somebody that. <laughs> and it was so unnatural. And the characters just kept doing it all throughout the movie. And the fact that we brought it up in the exact same way that they describe it in the movie, well, the exact same way that the characters approach it in the movie, is ridiculous. And I think a really good prediction. Yeah, it is a really good prediction. I don't think we expected it to be as correct as it turned out no. to be. No, exactly. I certainly wasn't expecting that. No, me neither. Now, we thought that the family would enter the beach via a narrow canyon. You kept calling it a cavern. It's Mm -hmm. a canyon. It's not really. There is a cavern on the beach, appropriately enough. (laughs) Yes. We only mentioned it in passing, so I didn't even really count it. But uh, yeah, they do enter through a canyon, but that is something we did see in the trailers. Mm. Now, we said that at the beach, the two families will meet three strangers who are Jaron, Patricia, and Midsize Sedan. That's true. We thought his name was Kevin, but yeah, we've already discussed that. We said that the children will find a number of belongings from previous people that are buried in the sand. That's true. Again, we saw that in the trailer. We said that only humans are affected by the aging process. Now, I don't really know if that's true or not, but from what I can tell in the movie, that seems to be the case. There are no animals on the beach. No. So, we don't know. Yeah. In fact, animals avoid the beach. Birds don't seem to be dropping from the sky. No. And the fish aren't. Fish aren't really there. It's strange, yeah. Animals just, yeah, as you said, seem to avoid so, beach. But mind you, we do true. see we do see fish inside the coral tunnel. Yeah, but the coral. But tunnel we are is- told that the coral tunnel is immune from the aging yeah. effects somehow. It's got like holes in it. I don't know how that works. I-, I didn't understand that either. And once they leave the beach as well, then they see the fish. But yeah, so yes. it's kind of true. It is true that only it only affects humans, but we don't know. And if presumably, it- there's microscopic organisms in the air, but mm-hmm. we don't know. How, how long they live or age for anyway. I don't think that was a thought in, yeah. in this movie. There so. was a lot of non-thought going on in this movie. We'll talk about it. We said that Trent would find the dead body of a young woman, the young woman from the start of the movie we mentioned while he's swimming. That's true. Again, in the trailer. We said that the families will send the kids away while they try and work out what happened to the young woman. Again, that's true. We said that some of the family members believe that the woman was murdered by someone on the beach. We never actually said it was mid-sized sedan they were accusing, uh, but everyone claims innocence. Now, that's something I took from the graphic novel, and that's, that's something true. that's in the movie. Uh, in the graphic novel, it was a little different, right? It was, it was, an, Arab, on- it was an Arab man, yeah, and the, then they sort of played into the racism. In, sorry, the tensions in the Middle East, right? Yeah, that's right. Because um, it was it was a French graphic novel, and they were having sort of like um, there was a lot of immigration sort of riots and whatnot to do with Arab citizens at the time that the novel oh, okay. was released. So it was sort of playing into that, and everyone sort of the the white characters or maybe even the French characters sort of uh, deep seated inherent racism towards these these groups of people, these immigrants. Yeah, and in the movie they seem to play that Charles may have been racist. But a little they, bit, but it turns out that he's just a schizophrenic. They, so. they never really executed that. No. Or never really confirmed that. So I was kind of confused no. with, were they saying he is a racist or- Everything ended up being so in- wishy-washy. They didn't really commit to anything. So <laughs> there's no point trying to draw those sure. parallels because it's just not really there at the end of the day. Yeah, but in any case, that is true. Yes, that's true. What we said about the- We didn't even say mid-size sedan, as I said. We just said that they would blame another member on the beach and they would proclaim their innocence. And that's true. Now, we said that they would try to call the police, but there's no phone signal. That's true. That happens pretty much straight away. And we said that everyone realizes that they can't walk back through the canyon without passing out. That's true. Again, we saw that in the trailer, and it's something from the original graphic novel. Mind you, there's no massive sea wall. There's no huge cliff wall in the graphic novel. It's just a field. I think that would be a lot better visually than having this big, ugly, garish cliff throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I think that was there so they could climb up it. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, and to make it look more imposing as well, to yeah, make it look more- you're trapped. It's claustrophobic. Yeah, that's right. Now, we said that a character on the beach will be either a doctor or a nurse in order to state that their unnatural aging is medically impossible. Now, both. we have both a doctor and a nurse. 
And But the one person who's an expert on ageing is the woman who works in a museum. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Oh, I'm a curator in a museum. I, I know that bones decay. That how? How you work in a museum? <laughs> now, we said that the beach is... Oh, we just mentioned this. We mentioned that the beach is surrounded by tall cliffs and sharp coral reefs. That's absolutely true. Yes. We said that if they try to climb the tall cliffs, they will pass out. That's true as well. We saw that in the trailer, though. We said that the body of the dead woman decays quickly. Again, that's true. We said that when they're... So, if you remember I said earlier, we said that the adults would send the children away while they investigate the dead body. We said that the adults would go, where's the kids? Where are we going to look for the kids? And when they look for the kids, uh, when they find them, they discover that they've aged significantly. That's absolutely true. It is. Now, we said that the adults wouldn't recognize their own children at first. That's true as well. You think they'd get it, they'd clock on that they're wearing the exact same clothes and they look slightly similar. Yeah. But I guess, you know, seeing your child maybe 10 years older within the span of like an hour. You wouldn't believe it. Well, they'd only be two years older. But anyway, (laughs) doesn't matter. Not consistent, as we've already given points for. We said that the adults will all go grey and grow wrinkles. If they're not murdered, yes, they do. If they don't die of illnesses, yes, they do. I thought it was a pretty good effect that they somehow, I don't know how they did it, but they sort of subtly gave both Guy and Prisca wrinkles yeah. throughout the movie. And I don't know how they did the effect, but I thought it was pretty effective. There was a lot of good effects like that in this movie. Well, some good effects, I'll say. Okay. Well, They were hit and miss, the effects, if you ask me. But the, the ageing effects, when they did do it, were kind of effective. Because there were some subtle things they were doing. Yeah, there were some subtle things and some not-so-subtle things they were doing. (laughs) But nobody actually gets, like, really old. Like, with the exception of maybe the kids who have, like, a very sort of uh, extreme difference in their age, Mm. none of the adults really look that different. Well, Guy and uh, Prisca do. Yeah, they get, like, some wrinkles and some grey hair. We deliberately don't see them because they're in darkness towards the end of the By the way, they die of old age at around 50, so I don't know what's going on in their lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) And also, Guy goes blind by about 40. Yeah, they have, like, dementia and, and Pris- all sorts yeah, of By 50. By 50. By 50. Because <laughs> I did the maths. I'm like, well, they could only have been on the beach for this amount of time by nightfall, so they would have only been about 50. Well, aren't the kids, like, 50 when they leave? That's right, yeah. Right. They're, they're 40, 50 when they leave. Which, again, you know, they were there overnight. They were there the next morning. So, they were there for at least almost 24 hours. So, you could easily have them in their 40s by that point. But the parents... It doesn't make any sense the parents, like, died at, like, at, like 50. <laughs> I'm nearly dead then, if that's the case. I'm not nearly 50, but, you know, (laughs) nearly middle age when they died. I'm going to be blind. I'm going to be deaf. going to have dementia. Now, we said that the grandmother of family B will be the first person that we see die of old age on the beach. That's true. She doesn't physically grow any older. She just sort of has some sort of, like, chest pain and then passes out. And I guess we're to presume she died of old age. Everybody has a medical illness, right? With the exception of the children. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Quite a coincidence that they all had uh, medical conditions. Well, that, that's why they were picked, right? Yeah, that's right. But, like, uh, I mean, both Prisca and Guy had medical conditions. Both They did their research, The doctor and his wife, what was her name, Crystal, both Charles and Crystal, both had medical conditions. I suppose everybody has some kind of medical condition. I guess we've got to assume that they picked couples that both had medical Somehow. conditions. Somehow. So. so, like, how did they do that? How did they vet that? Like, know. when you're applying to stay at the hotel, well, they're like, hey, uh, what medical conditions do you have, if any? Well, they looked at people's prescriptions, right? That's what. That's how they did it. Yeah, that's right. Did they? Were they like customers of the pharmaceutical company who like had prescriptions and they like sent them out invitations to go to the island? So I think they said that no. they found through the prescriptions or through like getting. Well, through Prisca there. says that she found the resort online, so that's sort of uh, yeah. But they sent it to her online. Oh, that's true. Okay, I found it online in my email. Mm. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Moving on. We said that Trent would fall in love with Kara and they will end up having sex and this whole scenario will play out very fast. That's exactly true. Well, aging is fast, so yeah. the sex might as well be as well. Yeah, well, we don't see the sex and the sex is only implied given the fact that she's, she's waddling pregnant. down the street pregnant and we see them the street down the beach pregnant and we do see them sharing like a tender moment together in, a, in their sort of beach house. Isn't it interesting? This is one of the things I did actually like about the movie. When they first start playing together as little kids, they're sort of like playing husband and wife and they're sort of reenacting the, the real life circumstance of what's going on in the sort of disillusion of, um, of um, Guy and Prisca's marriage. Yeah, I like that a lot. And then they say, oh, we should build a house. And, and, you know, they're building a house out of towels and we're going to have this, we're going to pretend to be like husband and wife. And they end up, you know, in a relationship together. They end up having a baby. And I think even Trent's like, I'm going to marry her and we're never going to fight and we're never going to break up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, was, I thought that was really It was wild. a nice touch, if not a little heavy handed. Uh, and again, this is all straight from the, the graphic novel. So we can't give the movie too much credit. We can't give M. Night Shyamalan too much credit since he just basically stole it. Yeah. It, it was nice because I guess it's always. Kids in adult bodies trying to be adults in yeah. this movie. So, when they did do that, I, I liked it. Yeah, when they do actually follow the graphic novel, it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> Otherwise, ugh. Now, we said that Kara will fall pregnant, as we just mentioned, and will give birth almost instantly. That's true. Everything else that happens, let's sideline that for now. Uh, we said that Kara will try to climb the cliffs to escape, but she falls down. That's true. It is true. We didn't say that she would die, but we never brought her up again, so eh? No, and uh, we did say that in the trailer, to be fair. That's true. Now, we said that Charles, Patricia, and Midside Sedan will all die during the course of the movie. That's true. They do. None of them die of old age. Most characters in this movie don't die of old age. Not really. In a movie called Old, no one gets old, except (laughs) for the old lady. (laughs) It's all their conditions that kind of catch up. Yeah, that's right. Again, that's strictly in the movie. blood infection. Yeah, like, rust acts like poison in your bloodstream, and somehow, like, destroys your skin. I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. Anyway, we said that there's a cipher code that translates to my uncle doesn't like the coral. Well That's done true. me, I was right. Yes. <laughs> That's true. We didn't mention like, we were like, how does the coral play into it? Well, let's move on. <laughs> now we said that they'll try swimming out into the open ocean and they'll also try building a raft. It's true. Patricia does build a raft out of like those uh, swimming noodles. Oh yeah, she does too. I forgot about that. And uh, she ends up falling down and dying of a seizure straight away and they sort of forget about her little raft that she made. Well, the raft didn't make any sense. I think she was just losing her mind at that stage. Yeah, that's true. And they do try swimming out at least twice. Jaren just goes to swim out and then he comes back dead and they're like, I guess he passed out underwater. So maybe if you get like a certain distance out, you pass out and then fall under the water. I guess that's what they were well, saying. I-, I think it's the same effect going through, like trying to exit the cave. You yeah, that's what out. I just meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you do that in the water, you drown. So, the only way that you can get through the ocean is by swimming through the coral. Mm. But if you stick your head because up to something breathe- to do with x-rays? Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> x-rays are made out of coral. Science. Science. <laughs> now, we said that there will be several, in quotation marks, deep conversations where the characters realise that they'll never get to live a proper life. It does happen. That does happen a couple of times in the movie. And uh, I think the one scene that stands, well, there's two scenes that stand out to me where that happens is when uh, Trent and Kara are talking to each other and she's like, oh, we'll never get to have our own house. We'll never get to go to prom. We'll never get to go to high school. That was all taken from us as she's shoveling handfuls of pasta salad in her <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I like that bit because it was like the one thing to remind you that she actually is a toddler in, a, in an adult's body. Other than that, she didn't really talk like a toddler, which I thought would have been more entertaining. But yeah. But- <laughs> She suddenly becomes like a tempestuous teenager within the course of minutes. But and uh, and I think it's uh, Prisca and Guy have a this conversation as well when they're sort of sitting on the beach, losing their minds and uh, their eyes. 
getting dimmer. Their hearing is fading. What do they talk about? Well, they have conversations about like apologizing for the past. That's right. And and regrets in their relationships. I think Guy says, I wish I tried harder. Yeah, that's right. And things like that. Well, that's close enough to having a deep conversation about uh, realizing that you never had the life that you wanted. Yeah, I think it counts. He says he he knew that she was seeing somebody else. That's what he says. That's right. And he says, I wish I would have, you know, fought for you. And he he says something about, like, not liking the guy that she went with. And then later on, a few minutes later, he's like, I forgive you for all of it. I'm still counting that as, in quotation marks, deep. (laughs) So, that was actually the last thing we got right. But I just did want to mention as well that, uh, me specifically, we had a conversation at the end if we thought there was going to be a twist in the movie. We ended up settling on the fact that there wouldn't be a twist. And I still argue that there isn't really a twist. It's just like there's a plot point that changes our perspectives on things at the end, which is somewhat close to a twist. But I did say that the twist might be that there's a man watching the people on the beach with a pair of binoculars. And it turns out that there's a facility nearby with a team of people who are monitoring the people on the beach as a part of an experiment, which turns out to be exactly the case. It's exactly what happens. Yeah. And I was, and you were like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That, yeah, that, that could happen. And then I was like, no, nah, let's just say there's no twist. <laughs> And then we went back to our silly ending, which you'll go into. But yeah, yeah. We, we did call the whole movie throughout the course of our discussion, yeah, but we, we did. Yeah. We didn't settle on the correct answer. And there were things that we didn't agree with or, or didn't or decided not to settle on, as you said, that ended up being in the movie. That was the big one, the whole yes. facility thing. That was such a shock when we saw that on the screen. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And that was, I, I guess you could say that's a twist, but I agree with you. It's just kind of like another plot point well, for the film. When I first watched the movie and I saw this movie in cinemas, I think you saw it at home twice. Yes. Okay, when I saw this in cinemas, we got to the scene where Trent and Maddox disappear under the water and M. Night Shyamalan sort of watching them with the uh, binoculars. And I just presumed they were dead and I was like, pretty much called it. Yeah. But then, of course, when they reveal the facility and uh, Trent and Maddox turn out to be all right, then I was just like, oh, shit. (laughs) We did mention this, but no, we didn't settle on it. Anyway, so that was everything that we did get right in the movie, save that last point. So that gave us a total of 38 points. That's all right. That's pretty good, I think. Yeah. It was not a long list best, of stuff I had here. Uh, not our best. Not our best, but that's a lot there. So, let me go into what we got wrong. Seems like we paid attention to the trailer, which was good. Yeah. <laughs> got a lot of points from that. But yeah. here's what we got not quite right. So, the first thing, when we're talking about the cast, we said- I'm going to say we together, Kieran. Okay. We kind of thought there was a character in the movie oh. that there wasn't. We uh, thought there'd be another sister in Family yes. B. So and I'm I gonna- said that because that was the case in the graphic novel. Also- I saw in the trailer that there was a girl wearing a black bikini. Turned out it was just Maddox Maddox wearing a different bikini because everyone just keeps bringing multiple sets of swimwear to this beach for some reason. So, it was actually the older version of Maddox. That's right. And she changed bikinis because she outgrew her childhood bikini and her mother brought an extra pair. That's right. So, for some reason. I'm going to say both of us. Not going to pin it on you. Okay. It was me. (laughs) It was you, yeah. We said there was going to be an uncredited mystery person that was going to be this character. It turns out just to be the older version of Maddox, which- also, just that point, not knowing which characters were which, really hurt us. Because yes. we started thinking different characters were different people because we didn't know what the yeah. aged up version of those characters that's were. That's true, yeah. And that's one of these examples. There was no mysterious character. There was no other sister. There was no other person. Well, it- we did call correctly about the grandmother being on the beach, though, which I've got to say. Now, that was something we weren't aware of. We did. 
And uh, that was something from the graphic novel that we correctly translated over into the movie. We, we did. There's an yes. aspect of that we got wrong, but yes, yes, that is true. So, yes, that was just the older version of Manic, so that's something we got wrong. Yes. Another thing we got wrong is we thought mid-sized sedan was going to be the brother of Patricia. That's not the case. No, we didn't end up settling on that. We did mention it offhandedly, but we didn't oh, end up did? settling on it because we said that mid-sized sedan would be there before Jaron and Patricia turned up. Oh, okay, so he's unrelated. And I forgot to count that as something we got right, but yeah, right, who well, cares? I'll just take that away from what we got wrong, yeah. and that makes points for what we got right better. Uh, we thought that- Oh, here we go. This is the grandmother bit. We thought that the actor who was the old version of Maddox was the grandmother of Family B. That's right. So, we was, got the actor her name, uh, M. Beth Davids was the actor's name. Everything Miss, Miss Honey from uh, <laughs> Matilda. Honey, yeah. Everything around the grandmother we got right, but- She's not old enough to be the grandmother. I don't know why I settled. <laughs> Between the two actresses that we brought up, there was one really old lady and then M. Beth Davids, and I don't know why I went with the younger of the two to be the grandmother. I think we just saw that actor in the cast list and we was just like, well, where, where does she fit in? And she was given a different name as well yeah, in so the cast list, so- She was the older it's version. It's not really our fault. She was the final version of Maddox. Yes. Maddox who leaves the But other. the grandmother was there, I do want to point out, just played by a different <laughs> person. <laughs> she, was, she was. This is splitting hairs here, but we said- there'd be eight adults and four children. There's actually six adults and three children, excluding the one dead girl. So we're technically wrong there. Is there six adults? There is Guy, there's Prisca, there's Charles, there's Charles's wife, there's the grandmother. Yep. And then there's Midsize Sedan. And Jaron and Patricia. Okay, there is. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, Matty D, wrong. But not four children. Not four, ch- uh, yes. Yeah, there's not four children. There's only three children. Or you could count the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be three. We thought that the baby would grow up on the beach. This yeah. isn't the case. No, they really destroyed that whole plot line, which was my favourite element of the graphic novel. Yeah, the baby just dies instantly. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Which, that was our initial thoughts. We thought the baby would die on the island, but we kind of- It's not an island, it's a beach. Sorry, the beach. I keep doing it. Uh, but the novel kind of steered us in the wrong direction. So that's, that's right. we got wrong. Yeah, the novel steered us in an interesting direction <laughs> that they didn't explore. Interesting directions is not something they explored in this movie. Not hiding my thoughts. We thought that when the family moved to the resort, when they visit the resort, that they wouldn't go on to the- I guess the normal beach because children yeah, we aren't thought allowed. That the beach would not be accessible to children at the resort. Like the resort has this strict rule of no children allowed on the beach. Oh my god! Can you explain what happened there, Manny D? It was a joke guy said to his kids that they included in the trailer. That they included in the trailer just to kind of rile them up. Because in the like, trailer, oh. he's he's looking at like the guidebook for the resort, and he goes, "No children allowed on the beach." And in the actual movie, he goes, no children allowed on the beach. Can you believe this? No children allowed on the beach. Oh, my God. We won't be able to go to the beach. And when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, fuck. It's all a joke. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that was the trailer's fault. They really steered us in that direction. It they, was. They did lie a lot in those trailers. And that was a big part of our prediction. We thought, oh, the kids aren't allowed on the beach. That's why they go to this secret beach. Yeah, that's right. But actually, they just get pointed to the secret beach and they go there for an adventure. Yeah, that's right. Now, we thought there were going to be two kids in Family B, and this was my bad, but I was like, well, they've got to fight. But since there's only one child, the child doesn't fight with anybody. No. Has no siblings, so we got that wrong. There's no sea life on the beach. Uh, we said there would be. Yeah, well, we like I said, we settled before when we were talking about what we got right. We don't actually know hmm. how it works with animals. But because there's no sea life, I say that's something we got wrong. In fact, all life Well, again, like I said, life- because we don't physically know, I think we, it's- it's good to count it as both right and wrong because we're never given an answer. Yeah. I mean, the characters do say, where are the fish at one stage? True. But like I said, we do see fish swimming around in the coral. But I mean, yeah, when whatever. they escape. Yeah. Well, yeah the no. parameters um, of and the like I said, power. Birds aren't dropping from the sky, so we don't really know. Yeah. We thought that Trent and Maddox would be roughly the same age. 
Uh, I guess that's kind of right. But well, they're roughly the same age. They're only five years apart. Yeah. Six and 11. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I guess that's not really too wrong. I was like, oh, one's older, one's younger, but yeah. Uh, we said that Charles is a doctor. Uh, Actually, we did say that Trent was younger, so that is correct. Yeah. Yeah, we did say Charles is a doctor. Yeah, no, no, no. We said, um, no, sorry, we thought he wouldn't be a doctor. We sort of spoke about whether he was a doctor or yeah, not. Yeah, we, we I did say that in the in the graphic novel, the father of Family B was a doctor, but we didn't end up working that into mm. the actual movie. We just said somebody would be a doctor. Yeah, and we discussed if Charles would be, and we said he wasn't, so that's technically wrong. Yeah. Splitting hairs, I know, but it's something we said. We thought Kara would fall from the cliffs, which she does, yep. but we said that after she falls from the cliffs, then she would become pregnant. Yeah. And- yeah, and, and that's that's sort of that sequence of events. As you sort of discussed, she dies when she falls from the cliffs, the baby happens earlier. So that's technically right. we were wrong there. When we talked about the plot of the movie, we said that the movie was going to start with a scare. It does not. It did. It said M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> at the start, and I was terrified. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. That is but you scary. are right, there was no actual scare at the start. It what did it of, start with? It just started with- uh, <laughs> Character building. No, no, it started with mid-sized sedan and the girl skinny dipping on the beach. We're sort of thrown into mystery world mm. right at the start. And nothing really ominous or scary happens. We just get the suggestion of a girl's ass. Yeah. And that's about it. And then we do go into character building straight and afterwards. It's, and so. it's the kid's- it's the family driving to the resort. That's right. Talking. So, no scare at the start of this horror movie. No. Or thriller movie. I don't know what sort of genre you'd call this. I've got <laughs> one word that I'd call it. <laughs> Save it for later. <laughs> we thought that they would find the beach by Googling it. Now, mm. they find the resort by Googling it. That's or, correct. quote unquote, online. How they find the beach is the waiter tells them about the beach. The waiter. It was or the resort manager. Yeah, it was the resort manager. Yeah, the resort manager tells them about the the kid with the permanent sad faces. Uncle <laughs> told them about the. Beach. Was it the resort manager? Or was yeah, it, one it was of the, the staff? resort manager. It was the resort manager, and uh, it organises the shuttle bus, the M Night Shyamalan shuttle bus. Yes, the M Night shuttle bus to take yeah. <laughs> to the beach. So, and that presumably they do that with all the people they want at the beach. Yeah, so. that's right. Splitting hairs, I know, but that's how they got to the beach. Um, also. It wasn't by accident or because they found this beach. They were intentionally picked because of their disorders, because of yeah, their right. health issues. They were picked to go to this beach. So, it was all yeah. predetermined ahead of time. So, that's something we got wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. And, I, and I'm willing to have a fight about this. I'm willing to concede about this. But we said that there was no consistency with aging. And although I agree with that and you agree with that, the movie does try to give- a mathematical justification on how the aging works. So I count that as something we got wrong because I I guess in our prediction, we are just like, it's just going to be random. Even though it is, the movie's trying to suggest that it's not. The movie's trying to suggest that it's not, but there's no consistency between what they say and what was shown so that they can't be wrong. But they do say- Okay, just because they spend, attempt to do it. If I spend X amount of time here, that equates to this amount of aging. Now, the movie doesn't follow that logic, but no. they do say it. This is why I counted as something we got wrong. So, you're only counting it as we got wrong because the movie attempts to explain <laughs> the consistency of aging while still not following it. Yes, yes. Because okay. I, I guess in our prediction, we're like, it's just going to be random. People are going to go old. People are going to like stay the same age. There's not going to be well, any- we were, we, we weren't saying like in the story, it's not going to be consistent. We were saying in the filmmaking, it was not going to be consistent, which I still believe is correct and not incorrect. Mm, yeah, but I, I counted as something we got wrong, and I think it deserves to be something we got right as well. Because you're looking at it from a story point of view, which is not yes. what we were saying. We were saying from a filmmaking point of view, it wouldn't be consistent. Okay. All right. Well, I, mm, I guess that's fair. I think I should take that point away, though. Yeah, you should. 
The movie does try to say that. And I guess anybody- From a story point of view, not a filmmaking point of view, though. And I guess any fan of this movie, fan any, being Anyone who's watched this movie will know that the aging in this movie is not consistent. It's okay. never consistent. Okay. okay, I can see it on that point. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay, here's, some, here's something else we got wrong. We said that they'd signal for rescue by drawing, like, help in the sand. And doing smoke signals. And doing smoke signals. <laughs> they don't do that. They do try to escape from the beach. That is true. But they don't try to signal anything, anyone for help. there's nothing around to signal. There's no. no. There's no helicopters going past. <laughs> there's no boats. <laughs> that was my thing. I was like, well, obviously, that's what you would do in this scenario. You still thought they were on a fucking island. So, that's why you said that. <laughs> it, had to go, it reminds me of Lost. What can I say? Uh, we what, thought, as in it was oh. shit? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. And nobody likes it. We thought, we thought everyone would die. Not quite the case. The kids survive and yeah. escape. Yeah. Uh, we thought the beach would let the baby live. The ending of our Cara's prediction. Baby, yeah. Cara's baby. We, the, the ending of our prediction was the baby was going to grow up uh, on the beach and then escape and just out of a, a weird mystery. M. Night Shyamalan was just sitting in the bus and then they're just crawling <laughs> from <laughs> through the, the jungle. It's just this adult baby. Yes, yes. So, it, not quite the case. With a big adult diaper on. For the, some reason, they had them at the beach. The baby does die. Yeah, instantly. In the movie, instantly. Again, wasted opportunity. We'll talk about it. And that is pretty much everything we got wow. wrong. That didn't sound it's like a short much. short list. It was a short list. And the reason it was a short list was because we went back and forth from so what many we things. thought was going to happen in the movie. And sometimes we'd be like, well, this is going to happen. And it was the wrong thing. And then we'd say, oh, actually, no, never mind. This will happen. Oh, actually, never mind. This will happen. Yeah. And the plot actually, as with these episodes, the plot became very small. So with that and taking away the point about the aging, I give us 19 things we got wrong. Oh, there you go. 19 to 38. So you would say that's a success. I still don't we think got it is. double what we got wrong right. Yes. But we did not call this movie. No, not really. We did not call this In movie. a very loose way, we called it. In a very, very loose we way. We called a lot of things from the trailer and I guess the novel yeah. in the movie, but where this movie went was not where we thought it was going to no, be. No, and it was a completely different movie to what we were both predicting. Well, let's first of all say it was a 100% completely different yes. movie from what Matty D was predicting because he was expecting like spirituality and demons and all sorts of crazy <laughs> shit going on. Hey, I was just throwing out Purgatory. different ideas. I was throwing every idea out I kind of wish we did separate plots because I would have loved to have heard Matty D's original concept of this movie. It would have been 100% different. <laughs> Maybe, but like I was listening to some of the things I thought. And the I was characters thinking. wouldn't even be the same. <laughs> I was getting kind of close to a lot of things there. Like what? I can't remember. There was Like po- building a catapult to fling the baby out that of the beach? That was you. You said that. No, because you said there was going to be a pulley system. Yeah. They were going to construct a pulley system somehow and pull them the out of the pulley system is way more reasonable than a catapult. Yeah, I was saying it facetiously. <laughs> I would have made a catapult. That's what I would No, you also- You kept going back to the idea that they were like, they're all dead already or they were born well, on that's, the beach. I was throwing that out there because I thought there was going to be a twist. I was kind of hedging my bets And there wasn't that. really a twist. And- no, there wasn't. There wasn't really a twist at all. Which I kept saying over and over again. But uh, but I just wanted to throw that out there as an idea because the vi- that was the vibe this movie was giving me. Like, there was okay. going to be some kind of- sp- He does a lot of spirituality things, but- Yeah, I guess so. Look, there was a lot that happened in this movie that we didn't guess either right or wrong. It was a very different movie to what either of us predicted and what we- Predicted and it was a very different movie to the graphic novel as well, I just want yes. to say. I'll get into it when I talk about, well, when I sort of discuss my thoughts on the so movie. So, the trailer and the source material did not- It did us some favours. Yeah. But it did not do us all the favours so because- the, the trailers were closer to the graphic novel than the movie actually was. And they did lie a fair bit in those trailers, yeah. Giving yes. us stuff- Giving the indication that it was going to be a, an accurate adaptation of the Sandcastle graphic novel. Mm. 
Mind you, though, we did start off the episode by saying, oh, we, I heard, I, I said this myself, I heard that M. Night Shyamalan has only loosely based the plot from the graphic novel Sandcastle, and being M. Night Shyamalan, he's probably not going to follow the plot anyway. And then I proceeded to say, oh, well, we've got to follow what happens in the graphic novel, because that's all we have. So, so I, I talked out of both sides of my mouth there, so which led us to be largely wrong. But I don't think we would have been on the right track either way if we were just going from our gut instinct. It would have been super hard to predict uh, anyway. But yeah, you're, you're right. He kind of seemed to take the premise of the graphic novel and maybe the start of the graphic novel. Yeah. And then he went into- Some of the characters. He just did whatever he wanted with it. There were actually more characters in the movie than there was the graphic novel. Oh, yeah. Unnecessarily so. In the graphic novel, there was only the two families and the Arab man, the, the Arab stranger man. That's it. And that's all you really needed that, in the movie. That is all you really needed. I don't know why he had all those characters in there, because a lot of them didn't do anything. No. And they didn't need to be there. It only was in here to service the whole like uh, medical sort of experiment angle that M. Night ended up taking with this movie. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of them ended up you know, dying. Early. Early, yeah. And it ended up just being just the families yeah. left. Yeah, it's exactly. like, well, why didn't you just start with that? Yeah, exactly. There's so many things you could have done to really streamline this movie. Again, we can talk about it. We can talk about it right now. Many D. So, clearly, the movie that we got was not the movie we were expecting or the movie that we were sold. So, what were your thoughts on the movie that we actually got? Yeah, look, um, I'm trying to be more positive okay. in, in my life at the moment. I'm trying to sure. turn, in, turn a corner and not try to be too cynical and be too negative. So Okay. Uh, I'm only going to say what I liked about this movie, okay? Fair enough. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very positive. Uh, I like okay. it. Okay, yeah. I did not like this movie. I didn't like it when I first watched it. Um, it was an ordeal to get through. The mm. second time I watched it, because I was kind of- I was kind of The like, scar oh. had already healed the second time you watched it, so- Yeah, the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, this is a lot more bearable for me the second time, because I knew what I was getting, I guess. Yeah. You're not as confused and questioning things as much the second time around when you know where the plot's going. Yeah, yeah. And there were some p- things in the plot that they would explain something, why something was happening or what they were doing. And I'd be like, wait, 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 did I miss something? Why, why is this happening? What does that mean? And I'd rewind it yeah. and play that scene again. And I'd be like, oh, that absolutely makes no sense anyway. Yes. <laughs> when that guy died of the razor blade, I was like, what? Did I miss something here? What? Why is when he- When Charles gets- uh, Yeah. Rust in his blood from the rusty uh, yeah. knife that they set up right at the start of the movie. Why is he rotting? I was like, oh, because of the rusty knife. And that whole thing with the coral. He would have uh, just dropped dead. That's the thing. He wouldn't have, like, slowly deteriorated. Yeah. That's not how rust poisoning yeah. works. I mean, the, yeah, there's a lot of inconsistencies in this movie with um, with how things worked and, and how people's disorders affected them. And there was a lot of things that were kind of touched on, but they never pulled the trigger on anything, yeah. which was kind of frustrating. I thought the cast was really good. I thought the cast really sure. deserved better. But then sometimes sometimes the kids would act like kids, but then they wouldn't act like yeah. kids. And I feel like that's not their fault. They're being directed. The writing in this movie was particularly bad. Yeah, they're being directed in a bad way, I think, is what was happening. Cinematography was good in some- sure. Some cases, some cases, uh, yeah. but it was not a movie I enjoyed. It got old very fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's the best description I've ever heard for this movie. The best review of this movie. It, it, get, it gets old really fast. Uh, the whole medical lab stuff. I, I kind of. Ch- oh. like, it was hard to really pay attention after that. It was. It's all kind with of Clint vague. Eastwood's daughter giving uh, yes. people drinks spiked with uh, medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Did you know that was Clint Eastwood's daughter? No, I didn't know that. He's got lots of children. We've discussed uh, another movie recently with uh, Clint Eastwood son in it fast yes. x yeah and f9 both had uh, clint eastwood scott eastwood in those movies so now we've got the daughter we're almost gonna have the full family before long 
That'd be great. Uh, yeah, so yeah, didn't didn't really enjoy this movie. There was something else I was going to say about it, but I can't remember. Um, positive or negative? I think it was negative, to be okay. honest. I think it was. Because I did hear some things in there that you did like. You liked a few thematic moments. Yeah. There was there was points in this movie that I was like, oh, this is actually working for me. There was some like dialogue options. Yeah. Like there was some two characters, uh, you know, relationships that were really working. There was some mystery that was really working. And I was like- And that's all stuff from the graphic novel. That's the thing. Yeah. I, well, I assume so. So, you're I, seeing glimmers of a better story that, that's out there and exists, mm. but it's just not really translating over into this, it, it this kinda like Yeah. It kind of like almost touch on something and then it pull away. And you'd go back to the movie that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, you'd go back to the nonsense that we're forced to watch. Yeah. Oh, dear. Was that all your thoughts? Would you recommend people watch this movie? If you're doing a large amount of drugs, maybe. Okay. Um, I, I would say if you were doing a large amount of drugs, this is the last movie I'd suggest <laughs> no, you watch. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think there are, there's a I don't certain- think it's an important movie in M. Night Shyamalan's oeuvre. No, I think there's a certain audience that would enjoy this kind of movie that would get a lot out of it. Sure. It's a very mi- like a very minute sort of audience that would kind of like the themes that they were If you're just it. seeing horror movies for the first time- This isn't a horror movie. No, it's not really, is it? No. It's a horrible movie. Yeah. We've made that joke a million times in the past, if but kind of it really stands here. If you kind of mysterious concept kind of stuff and you find the concept interesting, I might recommend it to you, but- yeah. It's not handled well. That's the problem. I wouldn't recommend it to people personally because I don't think it's handled well. Yeah. I don't think the story's handled well. I don't think the concept's handled well. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts on it? Well, my thoughts on it, uh, quite like you, obviously, from this conversation that we've had this episode, uh, I wasn't a fan of this movie either. I think we discussed it in our best and worst of 2021. We talked about it being the worst. One of the worst movies. Mm. Did you say it was the worst movie of 2021? No, that would be the little things I said was okay. the worst movie. Which, which uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be proud if I was a movie losing to the little things. Yeah. <laughs> That's not an achievement. I think this movie was worse than the little things, to be honest. Even though I really, really don't like the little things. I think this movie was a lot worse. The dialogue was better than the little things. <laughs> I'll say that. This movie has some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard in a movie. Some of the worst writing. He does that, though. Yeah. He, he writes these but Like I said, Knock at the Catam wasn't that bad. Like, it was his next movie, and it wasn't as bad as this was. Glass wasn't that bad. And it was, that was his previous movie. It wasn't as bad as this was. So, this was like a special kind of bad. <laughs> he, did, he got the graphic novel for his birthday, so I guess he was still sort of like jazzed about like it was his birthday when he was writing it. <laughs> Didn't go back on a second part. Maybe we had a few champagnes. Maybe. It was like, this is perfect. I'm going to cast it as is. Now, something that aggravated me when I was watching the movie was it took the characters 25 minutes. I timed it. It took them 25 minutes to work out that the beach was making them grow old. From the time that they arrived on the beach to the time that they realized what was happening, 25 minutes of the movie. I thought it was pretty fucking obvious almost straight away that things were growing old really fast. Yeah. Especially when the children walk over and they're different. They're older. And and that's the selling point of the movie. You're going right. into the movie knowing this. So, to take 25 minutes to tell you something you already know- That the movie's sold on. He's wasting your time. That's just wasting time. If this time. movie was like, oh, it's a mystery, what's happening with this beach, then that would be fine. Yes. But because you know that going in, then you're like, well, yes. why am I waiting 25 minutes to wait? We shouldn't out? be 25 minutes ahead of the movie. If it's a mystery movie, the movie should be ahead of us the whole time. And then if it's a good twist, it will surprise us yeah. at the end. But we know what's going on from the very beginning before the characters even get to the beach. So, the fact that we're almost half an hour dedicated of our lives to, like, we're getting older as we're watching the movie. We're feeling the aging process as we're watching it happen on screen. The fact that they dedicate so much time to the characters going, huh? What's going on? What's this? And then trying to have, like, these sort of half-baked explanations for things. It's It's just wasting my fucking time and doesn't need to be in the movie. 
Now, as we've already discussed, they, they decide that uh, they age one year every 30 minutes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mid-sized Sedan's been there since dawn. He's been there for longer than anybody, and he does not age. He was standing in the shade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That made no sense to me. No. Now, they do the two black characters, Patricia they, and uh, Mid-sized Sedan, do, say, yeah. do actually suggest that black people don't age. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's the one time in their lives that these white people wish they were black. And I know for a fact that's not true. Black people age, especially if Midsides of the Dan's been there for hours more than them. <laughs> He'd be like on his way into elderly age by the time they get there. But he just does, they don't he doesn't sh- age at all. They show no signs of him aging at all in the movie. And that's the same with Patricia. It's somewhat the case with Jaron, but he does go grey a little bit. Yes. But the problem that I have with this movie, and we've already sort of discussed it, is that most of the characters don't die of old age. Only one character in the movie dies of old age. Well, the two parents, two parents uh, Pris and Guy, they die of old age, but they were too young to die of old age. Doesn't make any sense. They would, Like I said, they would have only been 50, maybe 60 at the oldest. Also, uh, there's only one character that has a mental illness, and that's Charles. That's right? right. But all the characters seem to lose their mind. Like, Charles's wife loses her mind. That's right. Uh, Patricia loses her mind. So is that is that something that the beach is doing, or well, is that is that just like the effects of them aging rapidly is doing? Well, it's it's more so they're being driven crazy by what's going on. Okay, but it doesn't affect family A. No, no, not really. Oh, like that's something I thought was because the the thing is, uh, Crystal is supposed to be a very sort of shallow and facetious person. Yes, she broke up. With that a- scene was so confronting. By the way. What, when she, her bones were breaking? Yes. I thought it was silly. I don't know. That that got me. I was like, okay. oh, geez, that's gross. It was so cartoonish that I just thought it was absurd and didn't buy it as scary or funny or anything. Because what, he, the, her bones fuse in place? Yeah, she ends up with like a calcium deficiency, which is her medical condition. And then because she's not taking calcium supplements, her bones become brittle. Then they keep breaking easily and then they reset for some reason. She should have just got gangrene from the from the initial break. But, you know, and then she ends up like this weird sort of like twisted bendy man, <laughs> bendy woman, I should say. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I it's just silly. Sidetracked your thought there. But yeah, uh, she had very inconsistent aging as well. They just sort of like made her makeup streak. And then Charles said, I'll go put some more makeup on it. And she never really does. But yeah, she didn't really show. I think I would have got like older cast members in. I would have got more actors to replace the younger ones and, and you know, actually have an aging process, you know, actually living up to the old title. The yeah. premise of the movie, rather than being... It should be called Medical Conditions Happening Rapidly, the movie, not old. You know, it's just... Yeah, you really sort of sidestep the uh, the the premise there. And I, and they said in the movie as well that the, they explain that dead cells aren't affected, which is why their hair and nails don't grow. But if that's the case, then the dead bodies wouldn't decay. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing as well, we talked about the baby being born. It was a really big part of our initial plot that the baby would uh, grow up and become an adult, which I think is something that would be really interesting to explore in a movie. It'd be something really sort of creepy and off- otherworldly, and it would be a-, a really interesting angle that the movie could go down rather than just having nothing. <laughs> but what we see in the actual movie is the baby dies instantly, and the explanation they have is like, oh, it died of lack of attention almost instantly. Now, what does that mean? I, I so, When that happened, I was like... I don't know. They, they yeah. just when that happened, of- I was like, what a cop-out. <laughs> they, they had to get rid of the baby, I thought, because he was not going to go in that direction. Yeah, what a wimp. He should have gone in that direction. Why make the movie if you're not going to go in these directions? Explore like the, the sexuality of the kids more as they become adults. That's a big aspect of the graphic novel that was interesting. They never explore it in this beyond like the, the tiny, tiny, teeniest little taste that we get. 
Uh, I think he was just too scared to really do any of the real confronting stuff that would have been important in a in a better movie. Well, you said the graphic novel was really intense with a lot of those yeah, things. that's right. And would that would you say that that could be translated to a you know a, a decent a, film? A yes, movie. easily, easily with a better director. Yeah, it could have been a really effective scary movie which wouldn't have to have relied on people like suddenly falling ill of their their diseases or having like a psychopath going around stabbing people we don't need that aspect if the scary aspect is look at all these things or oh my child was only three ten minutes ago and now he's 14 and sexually active yeah that's horrifying i mean maybe my parents are aging in front of my eyes that's horrifying we don't need all this other nonsense that's in there yeah fair i don't know maybe you thought like some of those themes in the graphic novel would turn audiences away like turn them off I think everyone went in expecting that stuff and then they just didn't really do it. That's the problem with this movie that I have anyway. Mm. I'm sure other people agree. Doesn't sound like you care either way. No. <laughs> where the movie went. But yeah, I, my- I didn't have those expectations because I didn't read the novel. So sure. I wonder, I wonder if- But you did have some expectations going in. <laughs> I expected a good movie. Yeah, exactly. I expected a decent movie. I expected a movie to try. So if you looked at our themes, the themes that we discussed, that's not really something that translates over in a significant way into the actual movie. No. That's the problem. And everyone's going to have those same thoughts going in. Yeah. And so everyone's going to be disappointed. And looking at the reviews, they were. But back to my initial question. So- Lack of attention is what caused the baby to die. Cop out is what I said caused the baby <laughs> to die. But when I think lack of attention to a baby, it's, oh, it isn't being fed. Yeah. It isn't being sort of nurtured. Uh, I think the most important thing for a baby is like you, you feed it and change their nappy. That's about it, really. It wasn't like it was pissing and shitting itself within seconds. <laughs> now, if that's the case, if a baby can die of, quote, lack of attention within seconds, that means that all of the characters, as soon as they walked onto the beach, would drop dead because they haven't breathed for three or four days and they haven't eaten for three or four weeks within yeah. the space of minutes. So every character would die of, quote, lack of attention if that was the case, especially the kids. The kids keep saying, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm hungry. And every time they do that, I would annoy because the adults wouldn't feed them. No, they ate like once. Yeah, they ate one time. And then they said, oh, the kids have to keep eating because they're, they're growing body mass really fast. Mm. So, if anything, like, as soon as the baby was born, it should have been straight onto, like, Kara's nipple and been breastfeeding. And then it would have been fine. Would have, like, grown into a little person straight away. But, yeah, it's, like I said, the, the, the rules that they establish are constantly have holes in them. Yeah, they follow the rules until they don't want to follow the rules. And then- they, they show, like, if someone gets cut, then the wound heals instantly. Yeah. Uh, now, let's not forget if, like, what, they get sand in the wound, they would get infected instantly. Now, mind you, they do an operation on Prisca where they remove, like, a, a kumquat-sized uh, mm. tumour from her abdomen. Yeah. And they put the, her fi- in order to stop the, the wound from closing up instantly when they're trying to operate, they put their fingers in and spread it open, un- so completely unsanitized, mm. completely unsterile. Well, that's what- and then. Given the fact that they're operating for X amount of minutes, that means that she's going for weeks with an open wound. Yeah. Well, when that happened, I was like, oh, this is genius. She's going to die from an infection, right? Yeah. Instantly. Nope. nope. <laughs> it's fine. Everything works out great. I would have taken that, that beach ball sized uh, tumor and kicked it down the beach. <laughs> but we don't see what they do with it. Could have turned it into a hat. <laughs> now, interesting. Another little nitpick that I have was that I noticed that Maddox's accent changed with each different version of her. Did you notice that? Yeah, like, I did, yeah. Child Maddox had a different accent to teenage Maddox, and then adult Maddox had a different accent again. Yes. So, she went from being American to New Zealand to British throughout the course <laughs> of the movie. That's part of her aging, right? Yeah. Yeah, she never had, like, a proper childhood, so she never developed an accent. <laughs> so, she could just pick and choose. 
Oh dear! Now that that whole uh, the spoiler that you gave at the start of this episode, we're yeah. talking about the movie because Charles, as he's sort of like, I don't know, it's not really a part of. He, he's we're told that he has schizophrenia, but I guess we're also to believe that he has some sort of dementia. Yeah, from a like somewhat young dementia. age, like yeah. dementia in the in the graphic novel really only set in once the characters got above a certain age, like eighty, ninety, as it would in real life in most cases. I mean, sure, there's early onset dementia. Matty D has it most episodes. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, I think, didn't they say, like, he's sort of dealing with almost post-traumatic stress from his job and he, like, shuts out and that's part of his condition? Well- So, it's like, to, it, it was. It seemed to me to be dementia, but I think they were trying to say he's, like- It is supposed to be dementia. stress-related. Because M. Night Shyamalan actually said this is based on a true-life story. So, his father currently, when he was writing the movie, so he wrote the movie- maybe 2019, his father is getting to the age where he's developing dementia. Mm-hmm. So, his father's in his 80s. Okay. And he says that whenever he sees his father, his father's always like, oh, you make movies. What was that movie with Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando in it? <laughs> they did a movie together. What was it? And M. Night Shyamalan, and every time it's like, I don't know the movie. I haven't seen it, Dad. And But then the, he just like just sits there and just keeps going, what was the name of that movie? If I was M. Night Shyamalan, I would have fucking nipped that in the bud. Take out my phone, Google Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando movie. Oh, there you go, Dad. It was called The Missouri Breaks. Yeah. Simple as that. Give the give the man the fucking movie on DVD so he's got it there to remember. Well, he's just sad. He's just thinking. He's getting really sad and asking, why are you asking about Split? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he doesn't remember Split. He's got dementia. <laughs> Now the last the last little nitpick I had was the like like I said they they replaced the concept from the graphic novel of there being like a field and when you walk through the when they try to walk back through the field they keep passing out I think uh, like a field or a jungle would have been more visually appealing than this ugly rock wall that we've already discussed Yeah, I agree. But the thing throughout the movie they keep cutting to close ups of the rock wall and then far shots of the rock wall and from a distance they're CGI so when they shoot on the actual beach the rock wall is CGI. And then on the set, it's clearly poured concrete. Like, when you look up close, it's clearly, like, poured concrete that they've painted to look like rock. And it's so inconsistent and so ugly. And when Kara's climbing up the mountain, when we have close-ups of Kara climbing up the, the cliffside, it's clearly, like, it's really, like, terrible-looking poured concrete that you might see in a, in a theme park where they're, like, making, like, a fake mountain. And then when they cut to a long shot, it's CGI, and the rocks look 100% different in different shots. And I'm like, that is so ugly. It's distracting. I'm probably the only person who's ever noticed this. But I thought it looked so terrible that I'm like, oh, just have it be a jungle. And when they walk through the jungle, they pass out and end up back where they were. It would have looked nicer. Yeah, and you and other characters would have been able to see them pass out as well. Yeah, exactly. So, And that was all my, my thoughts. Now, the last thing that I wrote, the last note that I made here was, this movie is a miserable experience and I never want to see it again. Because it's not a movie that you can really sit down and laugh and have a good time at. Everything in this movie is either boring or depressing. And just sitting through it, you're, you're either like, oh, this is really boring. Or, oh, this is really depressing. And it just makes you sad the whole time. It's so hard to pay attention to this movie. Yeah. Too. It's such a drag. Your interests start going elsewhere. You're just, yeah. You get bored. of. They drag it. everything out like so much throughout the course of this movie. It was so hard watching the movie for this episode because we have to pay yeah. attention to what's happening. But my mind's starting to wander because I'm like, my brain's like, get me out of this. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, no, I've got to pay attention. What did they say? Oh. It's not fun. Yeah, it is really not fun. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. It's up there with one of the worst horror movies we've covered on this show. It's probably up there with one of the worst movies we've covered on this show. While it's competent and while it's got decent acting in it, you know, decent cinematography, blah, 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 blah. You know, the concept is somewhat there, just not well executed. It is just, it's just a miserable experience. Don't watch this movie if you haven't watched it. And if you have watched it, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
I'm not even going to read like a five-star review of this movie like I typically do when we both agree that the movie's bad. I'm not even going to read a, a positive review because I don't care and I don't want to think about this movie anymore. We never have to again. We never have to again until I sit down to edit this episode and have to think <laughs> about all these points again. Anyway, let's wrap it up for another week. So, have you seen the movie Old? Are you unlucky enough to have seen Old? Do you want to let us know your thoughts? Do you want to come share like a group therapy session with everybody else who's seen it? We could do that. And really vent on everything that made you sad. Maybe you did actually like the movie. Maybe you're like the one person out there who thought this was a pretty decent M. Night Shyamalan movie. And you got thoughts on like what you really liked. You can let us know either way. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our Facebook, Instagram or Twitter pages. Or you can simply send us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. There you go. Heaps of places you can contact us. Shout at us in the street if you know us. Do that. Now, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be predicting next week. And, of course, we are going back to predicting a movie. Now, this is one I'm going to see. This is going to be straight away. I'm predicting already what Matty D's reaction is going to be. This is a movie that I'm actually excited to see and excited to talk about. This is a franchise that I'm actually excited to talk about because I've gone from not liking this franchise at all, to being a pretty big fan almost overnight throughout the course of two or three days. Watching the movie has really changed my opinion. Because next week... Oh, and my other prediction is Matty D is not going to be excited to be predicting this (laughs) movie. okay, all right. Because next week we're going into the Mission Impossible franchise where we're going to be talking about the next installment, the seventh installment. We're finally there, Mission Impossible 7. That means Tom Cruise has to die on the set, according to uh, (laughs) Carl Pilkington. Only, be, only to be replaced by Brian in Mission Impossible 8. I can't wait to talk about that next uh, next week. But we're talking about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. That's right. We're actually talking about a two-parter that isn't across the Spider-Verse. So, so that means it's not going to have a conclusion, right? But we know going in, because it's Part 1, unlike uh, Infinity War, unlike Across the Spider-Verse, unlike uh, Fast X, let's say, <laughs> they're telling us up front that it's not going to have the conclusion in this part. So it's a two-part ending, old-school style, like 2008 style, mm. where they tell you up front, oh, look, Twilight, part one, part two, Harry Potter, you know, whatever the last movie is, part one, part two. So, yeah, we, we don't have to go to the effort of putting in an ending. <laughs> like so many us. filmmakers in 2023. That's good for us. <laughs> so, yeah, please join us next week where we're going to talk all about the Mission Impossible franchise and this brand new movie. And until then... Kieran, is that you? My eyes can't see <laughs>